What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, February 12th. Hope you all are having a great week so far, and hopefully you have finished your Valentine's Day shopping. And if you're like me and my wife, who have determined that Valentine's Day is too commercialized and really don't want to do anything about it until a couple days later when we just go out to dinner and enjoy ourselves, then salute to you as well sir and or madam but welcome back everybody to the podcast this is absolutely not a valentine's podcast because i don't know a thing about valentine's day uh but i am danny webster your host and i do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode and uh we got a little bit to talk about uh not really golden knights related i I spent most of my afternoon uh with the st louis blues so we will discuss that in a little bit um first uh usual usual housekeeping items that we need to get out of the way first. And first, let me start off by welcoming those of you who have stumbled upon this podcast for the very first time, as this is a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you consume the said podcasting. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockdownVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Or if you like sending emails, you can do so to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So as I mentioned uh, right at the top, I was not with the Golden Knights today, uh, which, by the way, it was a little bit weird. The Golden Knights were scheduled to practice at 1 o'clock today and get an email at 1140 saying that the Golden Knights were having player availability at 12 o'clock. So I live in Henderson. I live on. I live in the very uh, middle of Henderson. It takes me about thirty minutes to get to City National Arena. You do the math. I was not going to be able to make it. Uh, but my plans for today were surrounding uh, being around the St. Louis Blues, who were who flew in this afternoon or this morning, I should say. This afternoon that would make no sense. Uh, the Blues flew in this morning after their game uh, against the Anaheim Ducks, which was obviously postponed due to the uh, the scary incident involving Jay Bomeister. Um, General Manager Doug Armstrong told the media today that um, Bomeister is doing well, recovering well. They actually needed defibrillators to revive him which is beyond scary. I, I can't imagine doing that either on the bench or close to the locker room. That sounded completely awful. Um, but obviously, Bo Meester is still recovering in Anaheim to this point. I believe it's the UC Irvine Medical Center. And as a result of Bo Meester, uh, he has been placed on injured reserve by the Blues. And Nico Mikola has been recalled from the San Antonio Rampage, the same San Antonio Rampage that were bought by the Vegas Golden Knights to be their future AHL affiliate, by the way. Uh, but Nico Mikola has been recalled from San Antonio, the AHL. He will be uh, filling in for Jay Bomeister for the Blues, who will be taking on the Golden Knights tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena, which will start the first of a five-game homestand for the Golden Knights who, as we've discussed after their loss against Minnesota the other night, they could desperately need a win. But this homestand coming up for the Golden Knights is definitely murderer's row. And I'm still, 24 hours later, 
I'm still not sure how many points they that they can muster from this homestand. It just seems like if they don't get six, it'll be a failure. But I feel like if they get five, it would be a success. But if they get four, I feel like it would be a success because it doesn't seem like this team can beat a top-tier team right now. It just It's not that they can't. Right, I'm not saying that the Golden Knights don't have enough talent to where they can pull out a win or two against one of these really good teams. It's just from the way that they ended before the All-Star break and the way that they responded in kind against Minnesota and the way that they choked that game against Carolina on Saturday, it's just hard to believe that you can look at this team and go, okay, can you rely on Vegas in this homestand? Can you rely on Vegas? to win you three out of five. Can you rely on them to be at a positive mark in points coming out of this homestand? And it's just so difficult for me right now to look at. Now, again, I I keep saying it as well. Whenever we look at the Pacific division, when you look at how it's stacked right now, Vegas could win tomorrow and all of a sudden everything is apparently right with the world. They could win. They could easily as win tomorrow against the Blues, their second win against the Blues this season, at home, by the way, they could easy, they could easily do that. And then all of a sudden I would be like, okay, well, here come the Golden Knights. They have, they have uh, figured out a way to defeat the Cup champs, even though the, the Blues are struggling right now. Um, I, I would look at that and I'd say, okay, well, here come the Golden Knights. And then they could turn around and lose to the Islanders on Saturday. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, here we go, back again. Because it's just... If the Pacific Division wasn't so crowded right now, then I wouldn't be looking at each game through a microscopic lens and go, okay, this is a problem here, this is a problem there, the Golden Knights just aren't that good enough right now to make a statement and make a run. And that's just the way it is right now. It's hard to even look at this team right now and say, are they really the cream of the crop of the Pacific Division? And you know what? When they won three out of four, that it looked like the case. That's exactly what it looked like. And then all of a sudden, they turn around and they're back to square one. Especially after how they blew the game against Carolina and how they completely crapped the bed against Minnesota. So I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting game. You know, St. Louis. I, I mean, it's it sounds really stupid to even put this kind of a situation as a storyline, but. When you have a team that's inspired to play for a teammate who's gone through something, you know, that really was tragic to watch. When you watch something like that unfold, you know that the team will rally around each other. And a team like that that's won a cup final that or that's won a Stanley Cup, a team that has, you know, was once in last place in the league and is all of a sudden now one of the best teams in the league right now. It's a, it's a it's a battle tested group that is as was explained by Alex Petrangelo today. They're a tight knit group, and when you have that kind of a tight knit group who is able to respond in you know precarious situations, that's a very tough team to beat. So the Golden Knights really do have a challenge ahead of them, and it's going to be an emotionally filled game, uh, one that I can only expect uh, to possibly bring out the best in a struggling St. Louis team that uh, that could use a win right now against a very desperate Vegas team that has to get a win but you just look at it and go are we really sure that they can 
Are we sure that they are in the right mindset to get a win? And we're going to find out Thursday. And if they don't get a win, then it's it's going to look pretty bad. Well, not pretty bad, but it, it's not going to look good. Because now you've lost three in a row. All the momentum you got from winning three out of four coming back from the break is long gone. But you can pick it up right away if you do well in this homestand. So... Uh, a lot to uh, a lot to look forward to in tomorrow night's game as the Blues travel to T-Mobile Arena. Well, they're already here, so you you get the gist of what I'm saying, guys. You understand what I'm saying. <laughs> the Blues in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights uh, tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Golden Knights is a great way. For your local business to reach passionate Golden Knights fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. If your company wants to connect with Golden Knights fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses, so you should text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. So a bit of news to discuss. Uh, not Nothing really major, but it kind of was a foregone conclusion to this point. Uh, the Golden Knights did confirm late Wednesday night that the AHL affiliate that will, that pending approval, but again, if it doesn't really get approved, I think the whole world would be shocked. Uh, but pending approval, it is confirmed that the Golden Knights' new AHL, AHL affiliate will be playing its home games next season at the Orleans Arena, so get your Wranglers gear out now. Uh, once again, the uh, the rink in Henderson, Lifeguard Arena, I believe it is called, uh, will not be ready in time. In, in time, it will be ready to go and will be the home to the eventual, unless barring a name change, the eventual Henderson Silver Knights. Um, you know what? I... It, I think it's good. I think it's good that the Orleans Arena is welcoming hockey back, uh, one on a higher le- higher competition level. Uh, no disrespect to the ECHL, but no one's really going to go out and watch Fort Wayne Comets games, no matter how um, no matter how enticing it is to go out and watch the Golden Knights ECHL affiliate, which may not last beyond this year. Let's let's remember that as well. Uh, the affiliation I'm talking about, not the Comets itself. But it, it, it's good. It's good to see hockey officially coming back to the Orleans Arena next year. Um, you know, again, I never really watched Wranglers games. I only, I only kept up with them while reading the paper every every weekend, and I only got to, you know, catch them on on local news and see how good they were. And I mean, toward the tail end of their run, they were one of the best teams in the ECHL, and it was it brought a lot of excitement. Uh, to the city, the fact that they were there was professional hockey being played here, and it was awesome. So I think that you're seeing a lot of people just excited to see the Orleans Arena welcome back hockey, and it's a great place to have hockey. I think I touched on it when the uh, when the news broke the other day, or not another day, but a couple weeks ago, about the Golden Knights going for an AHL affiliate, and it would be the games would be at the Orleans Arena. It's a great place for small sporting events. 
You know what I mean? It's a great place for, you know, I used to watch the uh, the Harlem Globetrotters there. When the Harlem Globetrotters would come to town uh, for their once-a-year thing. I think they moved it since the Thomas and Mac. It just doesn't have a, as great of a feel as the uh, as the as the Globetrotters did when they were at Orleans Arena. It's it's still a cool venue. Um, obviously, there's college basketball there. There's still college basketball tournaments that go there. I believe the WCC still has its tournament there. So it's still very profitable. Men's and women's tournaments there are still going very well. I think there's another conference tournament that goes on there. I'm not entirely sure, but it is a great venue. Like if if you're looking for you know family friendly environments and family friendly venues uh, to go watch sporting events, the Orleans Arena really isn't that bad of an option. And I also forgot that the Arena Football was there. I mean, I know I mentioned the Arena Football League was once there for the Las Vegas Gladiators, which, man, I know, I know it's a, I know it's a bit of old news. I just wanted to touch on the, uh, the arena football league for a second, man. It just it sucks to see them, uh, see them fold the way that they have. I, the fact that they were in their final season, they were down to four teams and the team that won like two games out of 14 ended up winning the championship was just so goddamn awful (laughs) oh man arena football games were fun like i loved going to watch arena football i knew it wasn't going to be profitable for long but you watch them on tv i think nbc had the deal with them for a little while and it was awesome like after the xfl it was fantastic um the dallas desperados were were my favorite team go figure and i remember they were like 14 and 2 and i was like oh i finally have a team to cheer for instead of the cowboys and then they lose in the first playoff game and then you know, 15 years later, I'm watching the Cowboys lose a playoff game, and I'm like, well, this is a, this is about the same sort of uh, result that I saw with the Arena Football League. But it was so fun, man. Like, they, they had the nets where you throw the ball off the net and you try and get the jump ball. It was a 50-yard field, so there were big plays all over the place. You hardly saw any running. It was just air raid offense throughout an entire 60-minute game. The running clock was there. I remember even buying the Arena Football League game. Like, for those of you who had, like, the PlayStation 2 back in the day, the Arena Football League game was a thing that was a terrible concept. It played horribly. It was like, uh, it was made by EA Sports, so it was kind of like a mixture of EA Sports uh, throws Madden in with the with, uh, NFL Blitz, and NFL Blitz by then was non-existent, but it definitely wasn't the kind of uh, it definitely wasn't the kind of fun that you hoped it would be when you played that game. But man, arena football is fun. I, I wish there was a way they could somewhat bring it back. I mean, the XFL was gone for twenty years, and now it's back. And I haven't gotten a chance to watch a full game with the XFL. But I, from what I've read and from what I saw on Twitter, it looks fantastic. And I know this isn't a football podcast, but when you talk about the Orleans Arena, I get nostalgia for other reasons, and and that's one of them. I, I love the Orleans Arena. And it'll be nice to go back there for a change to cover a hockey game. I think it'll be a load of fun to watch that team, you know, the the team of young players, just to watch them play. I think it'll be awesome. And I think it'll be great for the community. And I think it'll be great for that area near the Orleans. I think it will be fantastic uh, for families who want to take their kids to a hockey game. You know, those families that maybe unfortunately can't, um, get tickets to go see a Golden Knights game because I, I don't care what you say. I don't care if Golden Knights ticket prices are of market value. 
you're not going to shell out $100 a pop to take a family there just because it's so damn expensive. And I, and I, and trust me, I feel the struggle. Like I, I get people telling me all the time that they want to go to a Golden Knights game and they couldn't. My wife went to her first Golden Knights game. Uh, God, what day was that? I think it was, it was the day before our anniversary. It was actually my mom who got, who got tickets to go watch the game. And it was the first time in three years that my wife and my mom really went to go see a game. And it was all, and every time I was asked, it was because, well, they couldn't afford them because the tickets were so ridiculously priced. And now with the Silver Knights, the proposed Silver Knights coming to uh, T-Mobile, not T-Mobile, um, the Orleans Arena, it, it it's going to be nice, especially if you want to get season tickets to these games. I mean, you're talking about a $50 deposit for $10 per game. And really, I mean, how many games do the AHL affiliates play? Like, like 60 games a year? So, I mean, that's 30 home games. That's $300. That's pretty good. $300 for an entire year is like $300 for one game for a party of three to go see a Golden Knights game. So, I mean, that, that's exciting because you want to get people involved in hockey in every way you can. And the fact that you're putting those kind of deposits down for an AHL team, I think, is spectacular. So it's going to be very exciting to go to the Orleans Arena, watch the, watch this team play. There's still going to be a lot of good prospects in the pipeline. And in a couple of years when, you know, the likes of Peyton Krebs makes his professional debut and he's playing for playing for Henderson when, uh, you know, Pavel Dorofeyev hopefully at some point decides to go from Russia to the United States and he makes the jump, you get to watch him play. If Dylan Ferguson, you know, gets more time in the AHL, there's there's another guy to watch. There's so many guys to watch. And it, and I think it's exciting. I think it's great for the community and I think it's great for people who just want to go see fun hockey. And I think that's really all that it's about at the end of the day. All right, so let's look at the Pacific Division one more time before we get out of here, shall we? I believe there's only a couple of games and I believe they're actually going on right now. Vancouver, last I checked, uh, on the night they retired the Sedin brothers' jerseys. Um, the Canucks are up two to nothing on the Blackhawks in the second period. Uh, they're playing well without Brock Besser. That is concerning if you're a Golden Knights fan. The Canucks, holy hell! Okay, I just looked at this. <laughs> um, the Canucks are up two to nothing. They only have nine shots on goal. This is the current state of the Chicago Blackhawks. Thank you for coming. Have a nice day. Uh, that that's that's ooh, ooh, Nelly. That's God help us all. Um, and the uh, Calgary Flames, one of the teams that are hovering around the third place wild card area uh, for the Western Conference, are down two to one to the Los Angeles Kings. And those are only the two other games going on. The only other game that happened tonight was uh, Boston and Montreal, and David Pasternak continues to be God. Uh, hat trick for Pasta, 41 goals on the season, and the Bruins beat the Canadians 4-1 to tonight. So that's your look around the league, your impromptu look around the league. And uh, yeah, Matt, that's, that's about it. <laughs> okay, so I know it's a little bit weird with how the uploading has gone this week, obviously with the late game or with the late night uploading going into the next day, it can be a little weird. What we're going to do tomorrow, since it is a game day, I think what would be best 
is to do a post-game pod for Thursday. So it'll be Thursday going into Friday, and then we'll do another episode Friday night to get you ready for the game on Saturday uh, when they take on the New York Islanders. So expect post-game pod late, late, late tomorrow. Uh, probably will be up at a, by the time I get home. It usually is around 11, 30, 12 o'clock. So we'll plan for a very late upload tomorrow. I'm talking about like going into Friday morning, if that makes any sense. So be on the lookout for that. If you are interested in to, in uh, Thursday's show, it'll be like a Thursday, Friday mix. And then we'll bring it back to uh, to Friday Friday night to get you ready for the uh, Golden Knights and the Islanders. So that will be the plan going into tomorrow. But a little bit of a shorter episode, guys. And I know it's uh, it's kind of a crazy day, so nothing really too major to report on. But uh, yeah, we're here again, and we'll be back tomorrow, tomorrow night <laughs> uh, to break down the Golden Knights and the blues. So thank you guys for listening, for downloading, sharing, subscribing, all that jazz. All of it is greatly appreciated. And uh, talk to you tomorrow. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And I'll see you tomorrow, or maybe midnight Friday, one of the two. Have a good one. Have a good one.